Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you so ready? I'm so ready. Well, let's freaking jump right into it, shall we? Stuck in the office or a track jail. Sam. Stuck at the office or a traffic jail. Time to take it easy with a listen, Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. We should re- definitely re-record it with your voice <laughs> overlay. <laughs> oh boy. Welcome back, you guys, for another episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that um, we really like to get fired up about from time to time, <laughs> and that is um, our experience being women in business. <laughs> yeah. Just women in the world, basically, but mostly in like professional settings and like what that is kind of like for us yeah I feel like where we grew up I didn't notice a ton of mm, a ton of what we're experiencing now is what I'll say like I felt like I had the same opportunities as those around me and stuff like that like I didn't feel it yeah like a, a ton of uh like being less than yeah or being treated less than so I felt really like I feel now really lucky in that way. But branching out into business, I'm definitely noticing the differences between how I'm being treated versus how I've seen, you know, the my male counterparts yeah. being treated in businesses that I've been a part of before. Yeah. Um, and for me, like I being an influencer, I don't actually feel like I get treated that poorly when I'm doing like influencer related things because like it's it's an industry that I feel like does um internally like respect women a lot more and like understands kind of like the influence and the power and stuff like that that women have on social media Mm -hmm. it's kind of when I end up like having to talk to like other forms of businesses be that like lawyers or um banks or what like any kind of like more traditional <laughs> workspaces right. is when I notice the most that I'm like oh it, this is not in line with like my my experience day to day right which for me like that's so upsetting because it, it is so easy to feel like what your experience is most of the time must be what the general like population is experiencing as well and just convincing yourself of that basically or not thinking that it's as big of an issue anymore but like it is all those like little moments where I'm like oh fuck like we're not that far ahead like we're not actually like doing that well as a society in terms of like how we treat women it's also worth noting that for this episode we're going to be using the term women for anyone who is femme presenting um or an an assumed woman uh and if that is not the appropriate way to go about this just let us know in the comments like we're we're so open to learning we kind of just felt like this made sense from our learnings but if that's not accurate um then yeah just let us know give us a shout yeah okay so do we want to jump right into this i mean kind of we can talk about some exciting things now by the time that this episode will be out yeah i also i just want to preface i think that this is probably going to be more so like a rant episode <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> than like us teaching you like facts about being I've women got nothing to teach I've except rage <laughs> yeah so I think that just just to you know lay the groundwork I think this is just gonna be us bitching about being women in business yeah for an hour for sure. yeah but yeah let's jump right into it so recent experience more so um we have been well I should say Alyssa's been doing the merch line, the approachable merch line. Um, and so this has been like a really long process <laughs> um, over the course of like the past like year, year and a half, mm-hmm. where we've been getting samples from like different manufacturers trying to kind of like nail down like where we wanted to get the actual product from and who was going to do it best, like based on our specifications and stuff. Um, and then everything that comes along with that, like insurance and fulfillment centers and all this other crap um and so you had had a phone call that i happened to be like in the background for that was so bad do you want to do you want to talk about this phone call i would love to i actually went on my instagram and made like a huge rant about it afterwards not like a rant but more so 
to advocate for yourself when you know that someone isn't treating you properly because it's just it was absolutely ridiculous like yeah. I couldn't even believe that this person was speaking to me this way it was jaw dropping actually <laughs> like Sam was literally I got off the phone and Sam Sam was actually like uh, uh. <laughs> like you just like couldn't even believe what had just occurred so a little backstory we had reached out to this company um because the merchandise that we are selling which i mean it's out by now i guess Mm -hmm. um is as a sweater and so we were looking for different companies that could actually screen print our logo onto the sweaters that we had chosen and we had been going back and forth with this company for so long like i want to say like three months Mm -hmm. um just working out the details finding the perfect sweater you know getting samples and stuff like that it was like a long process in general. And the person that I was speaking with was, you know, fine to begin with. And it came time for payment for, I believe it, it must samples, have been yeah. for the samples. And they they offered certain forms of payment, but certain forms, um, there was an issue with the fact that we live in Canada. And so we couldn't add... Um, and they were in the States. Yeah. So we couldn't add a postal code because in the States you use zip codes. And so when I was trying to fill out the online credit card form, it kept telling me that it was an invalid zip code. And I was like, well, that makes sense because we live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was going back and forth with this company and telling them this issue. And I think at first, I mean, it's a little bit foggy in my brain. So take this up with a grain of salt. But I think at first... Um, he was un- unclear as to why it was an issue. And then I decided, okay, well, the credit card thing just isn't working. Let's move on and let's do a wire transfer. And I was asking him questions about the wire transfer. And then he started taking longer and longer to get back to me. And this was like down to the wire. Like we had wanted to release this merchandise like months ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So had we not had to switch companies, merch probably would have been out in like the fall. Or yeah. no, the summer, I think we were thinking. Yeah. But... <sighs> Boys got to be boys. Didn't happen. You know? Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so he had taken, um, I he had taken longer than usual to respond up until this last point even, and then it was four days um, that he didn't respond at all when I had phoned him and I had emailed him definitely twice, I think three times, um, and he just never got back to me. So I ended up going not like over his head, but like Loki over his head because I was like, I need to get a hold of somebody so I can pay for these samples, you know? Um, And we can like keep the ball rolling because this was like the last step sort of thing. And uh, so I emailed the... And because, sorry, if I recall correctly, they weren't going to actually send the samples until they were paid for. Is that correct? I mean, I I honestly cannot remember, but I'm sure that that's why it was so like... Yeah, that's kind of what I recall. Yeah. It was just like, it was pressing that we pay for these (laughs) samples basically. So I, I go over this guy's head and I email the other guy. For reference, I'm just pulling up the emails. I'm not going to read them verbatim, obviously. I'm not trying to get sued. But um, we have 78 emails back and forth. Okay, so I had said that it was having issues putting in the postal code because we live in Canada. And then he said, basically, is it having issues because you're putting in a postal code from Canada? Question mark. As per my last email, (laughs) I literally, my whole email was, yes, that's correct. (laughs) And then after that, the next day I said, let me know to like, so that we can like proceed, you know, he then went back and forth with me basically saying like, send me a screenshot sort of thing of like the error message because it looks like it's like on the back end or something. And then four days goes by after I had sent that screenshot and he still hadn't messaged me. And then he messaged me four days later and said that they're confused. In this time, the my credit card kept getting charged, but then like given the money back. So we were like trying to figure out if it was actually like giving me the money back too, because it was being charged every single time I sent through the request. Mm. Anyway, so we were trying to figure that out. So now it's uh, September 15th. No, sorry, 14th. Okay, so we started this on September 3rd, trying to figure out this freaking payment system. Now it's September 14th and I'm like, hey, the wire transfer is like going to cost X amount of dollars. It was like, it was outrageously high for the amount that we were sending. And so I was like, let me know because I can send it through a different bank for only $5. So let me know if this is an option. And that was on September 10th that I said that. He messaged me on September 14th, but not answering my question. So four days later, which did include a weekend. I I love that. It's just like, (laughs) why would you ever 
answer an email and not answer the only question in the email yeah do you know what I mean so four days after which again like I said there was a weekend in there which I was brought aware of in my phone call ever so rudely doesn't matter to me like (laughs) this is the thing is like that's still two business days that you didn't get back to me not only that you got back to me but you didn't answer my question yeah and I told you that yeah the next day so just get back to me well and also like the thing is like it's not that um it's just that, like, it's not wildly unusual for people to to work on the weekends. I'm not saying for people to be working seven days a week. No. But, like, it's not unusual to have people in office on the weekend. And so that's the other thing, too, is that it's, like, if you guys are running on the weekend, which I'd be kind of shocked if they weren't being that they are the business that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, like, manufacturing doesn't usually just fucking s- shut down. Right. Um, so pass us off yeah (laughs) to someone that can answer our question then it was it was still just crazy that there was two business days when prior to this it was every single day like this you know this was what I had expected from working with this company yeah and it's it's what I expected from the next company that I worked with as well like I I need to know because we also need to be comfortable with the fact that if we need to re re refulfill another order or fulfill another order we need to know that we can get a hold of you yeah because you know September 10th was when I asked you that and you didn't you didn't even answer me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, sorry, you did answer me, but you didn't answer my question. And then you didn't answer me until ever, really, because then I ended up going over his head. Yeah. So then September 15th, I followed back up and nothing. September 17th, I finally went over his head. So that's that's three days from his last email to me, but seven days from the email that I sent asking the question. So now I've had this question out in the open that I needed the answer to for seven days. Yeah. So I said, you know, hi, I've been trying to follow up, but you know, it's not happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, the answer was that this person was busy, basically. I don't want to give too many details. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> so this person was busy and he has a hard job and he doesn't have time, basically, which I understand. Like, I get it. It's just, but... <laughs> Get somebody to take over your desk. And like what he was busy with, he sh- they should have had like somebody taking over the clients that they already have. Because I need to know that even when you have something else happening, like I need to know that I'm taken care of. Yeah, they're not left in the dust. Yeah, or else I don't trust your company. Well, or even like I think just the communication of saying like, hey, like we're particularly busy right now. It might take a little bit longer than normal for us to get back to you. Yeah. Um, but like we still, like you're still our top priority, whatever. Like, you know, just shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, the guy that I went over the head with, I basically, he basically just said like, you can do this or this, which showed me that he had not tried to look into the file at all because we had already tried to do both. It's that I needed an answer to the wire transfer question because the credit card authorization was just not working, which also was not being resolved by the person that I was dealing with prior. I also feel like it's worth mentioning that I think like very early on, like in one of our first emails to them, we mentioned that we were a business based in Canada and like, was that going to be an issue at all? And they said no. Yeah, but that was one of the first things we said. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, at this point, it's September 18th. I've been trying to get a hold of this answer for eight days. And I basically just let them know, like, you know, I'm, I must admit my disappointment. Like in this response, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you for, you know, eight days about this question, yada, yada, yada. Very like respectful, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't write like rude or unprofessional emails. Um, I just like to let people know that like this isn't going to be how we do business together, just yeah. so you know, for the future. I told him um, that we will go through with purchasing the samples because we had already made that you know, agreement, which we legally didn't have to do because there was no contract. But I was like, you know, they've put in this work with us. Let's get the samples and then let's just cease like our relationship with this company because it's not, you know, it's not being reliable and we need something reliable. Anyway, (laughs) this motherfucker calls my personal cell phone. Like immediately. Immediately. (laughs) I hate when you send an email and someone calls. Like I, I admit that I do that. I do that. (laughs) But like, (laughs) It's the worst when you send like an uncomfortable email and then they immediately try to call you. It's like, stop calling me. Bro, this is the thing. I don't mind if it's like a casual email and somebody just calls you for clarification. Sure. Love it. Call me for clarification. I get it. You have a question you need the answer to now. Get your answer. Let's clarify all day. Yeah. This is like, I'm severing ties. Here's my authorization. Here's the number. Do what you have to do. 
Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. And he calls me. So anyway, he calls my cell phone. I know immediately that it's them. Not that they have caller ID. Not that he told me he was going to call me. Not that he like, like, I'm a busy bitch, you know? I'm busy too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I answer the phone and I'm like, hello, Alyssa speaking. <laughs> hello, have you reached the uh, office of Alyssa Anderson? <laughs> That's how I answer phone calls that I don't know the number to, to be honest with you. Every time. Every time. Uh, and people make fun of me for it. And I'm like, but do you know how many times I pick up the phone and people say, hi, is this Alyssa? Mm-hmm. That. I hate that. I'm like, yeah, you fucking call my phone. Like, sure, I get it because that's like protocol. But if I just answer, hello, Alyssa speaking, you know it's Alyssa. And that's also how my mom answers her phone. So maybe that's where I learned it. But that's anyway, but, but she says not Alyssa, obviously. Yeah. Um, my I, mom answers the phone <laughs> pretending to be me all the time. <laughs> anyway, so this guy, and I'm obviously like, you know, paraphrasing because I don't have the conversation. I do actually have the conversation somewhat recorded because I was vlogging that day. But um, anyway, I don't have his side recorded. But he basically, and I'm pretty sure this is verbatim. He said, so what seems to be the issue here? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I've very clearly outlined. I have more 78 email thread. <laughs> I 100% outlined what the issue was. Like, why? why are you even calling me, basically? So I just relayed again what I had relayed in the email you know I I need to trust that I can have like a flow of conversation and that my questions are going to get answered and you know the the question that I had was eight days ago and now we're into another week and now it's going to be another week pushing the the products and I just don't have faith in the company anymore um and he cut me off in the middle of me explaining and told me how busy this person was and how they're working 12 hour days and all this stuff. And I said, and he also was like, he has a life. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> As we all do. Yes, I understand. Yeah. And he and and he also had said that um, it was a weekend and that, yeah, that's when he said and he has a life, you know, we can't expect these people to work themselves to the bone. And to that, I said, I understand I used to work in a business atmosphere and I too worked 12 to 14 hour days and I also worked on the weekends. Um, And I'm not saying that other people need to do that, but what I'm saying is I need to trust that you can handle my business even when you're busy, Mm -hmm. to which he had cut me off again. And I can't remember exactly what my um, question was, but he cut me off, or no, what my answer was. He cut me off before I could even answer the question that he had asked. And I literally just had to say, you cut me off. I have more to say. Yeah. Like, it's just so embarrassing that you can't even let me finish. Like, what he had cut me off saying, I was going to answer in the blurb that I, you know, that like I... Like, in the second half of that sentence? Yeah. So, yeah. like, just fucking wait. Because, like, you dominating over me and trying to be like, wah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, you're this isn't a conversation. This is you being pissed that you lost a client because you couldn't do your fucking job. Well, and again, like, I think that you had said to him as well... Um, like that if if he was busy then like you should have other staff that is like able to take over or whatever like so that you know like we're not just like left in the weeds like not knowing what the fuck is going on with our stuff yeah I did say that and um anyway so I I believe what I told him was um I'm oh I said I'm still speaking I have more to say uh and then he you know, digressed. And then I finished my thought and then he started speaking again. And then I was speaking and then he cut me off again. And I said, do not interrupt me again. And I think that that's when you were like, oh shit. (laughs) Because I'm just like, I cannot believe it. Like the audacity, like if somebody had to tell me I'm still speaking, I would be fucking mortified. Oh my God. Yeah. The first time I'd be like, oh, I'm going to shut the fuck up for the rest. I'm going to wait until there's like a clear lull in the conversation before I'm going to jump in. When I just couldn't believe it because it's like, I'm your client. I'm, you called me, obviously, because you wanted to somehow keep my business or just a bitch to me. I don't know. Yeah. But my immediate business mind goes to, oh, you want to try to, you know. Rectify. Rectify the situation and keep me as a client. And so why are you not even willing to give me your time? You need to dominate this phone call. You can't hear me out. You can't even like wait for the answers to the questions that you've asked me. To me, that just tells me that you think that what you have to say is more important than what I have to say Mm -hmm. and that your time is more important than my time. Yeah. Because you're also acting like me working on the weekends and, you know, me working throughout the week as well. You know, that makes sense because you're just X, Y, and Z. But 
I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, I'm the one who's like following up with you all the time because you're not following up with me on business hours. So now I'm having to sit there on the weekends, on the evenings, you know, and try and somehow figure out how I can get you to freaking pick up my phone call or answer me. And like when I'm paying you a ton of money, I don't expect that that's how I'm going to be treated. Yeah. So anyway, um, I <laughs> that phone call was it went on for like so long and he interrupted me so many times until I eventually had to say, like, don't interrupt me again. Yeah. Um, and then at one point at the very end of the call, he caught himself. <laughs> and he, I literally was just like at that point, I was so done with it. Like I was ending the phone call regardless of what like was happening next. Um, and I just like laughed a little bit eventually because I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off again. And I was like, yeah, you did. Yeah. And and that's when I ended the phone call because it's like if if I've now told you twice not yeah. to speak over me and you literally cannot help yourself, this what's the conversation for then? Like, you know, and I just ended it with like, you know, thank you so much for your time, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he emailed me back and was like, thank you for your time. And um, we'd love to still work with you. Get fucked. Yeah. Are you joking? You just called me like like um. It, it literally reminded me of like when I was with a partner and they were like basically like gaslighting me and like being an asshole and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm hiring you to do a job. <laughs> well, and also I remember at one point on the phone call, he said something like um, he was like, in all my years of like working this business, we've never had an issue with a client not paying us. And it's like, what? What? Like, we're not trying to not pay you. We're, we're the exact opposite. We're trying to fucking pay you and you won't respond to us and like how to do that. And then um, oh, yeah. the, the issue with like the one bank, because uh, as Alyssa had said, um, you know, the one bank was going to charge us like crazy money to do this wire transfer and another was going to charge us five dollars. And they were like, well, the nearest um, bank of the one that would charge us five dollars was like too far of a drive. And he was like, we don't have like the time to just like drive out of our way to go to this different bank. What? You're a business. Like, like, and, and when we prefaced this with saying, hey, we're a business based in Canada. Is that going to be an issue? You think that would be a good time to bring up like, hey, like, um, you know, in terms of payment, we'll just have to look into it, whatever. Like, just double check that. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't going to be an issue rather than just being like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I also just remembered that he said that he... <laughs> I, because when I when I told him what the issue was, which is that we weren't getting a response, um, and he said, I think blank, the person's name, was just getting annoyed with you because he wasn't getting anywhere. Do you remember that now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were getting annoyed with me? In what fucking world, dude? In what fucking world? Bro, I literally respond to emails unless I'm sleeping or like doing the dirty, it's I'm immediate. on my fucking phone. Yeah. I'm on the fucking Stairmaster, like responding to emails, like writing like Twitter DMs to guests. Like I, what do you mean? You're annoyed with me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, the only time I email. Sorry that I annoyed you with my friendship. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm from the office. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to like resolve the issue that affects your, I don't fucking care if I don't end up paying you. Not my concern in the least. I'm trying to resolve the issue that affects your business yeah oh, oh it was just Christ. ridiculous like when he when he said that he thinks that the person was just annoyed with us I was like then resolve the issue I'm annoyed I'm annoyed because like this is a very simple thing that we could have like resolved and because you just evaded me because you thought you were getting nowhere like just tell me like hey like why is this so difficult? Like, what can I do? Like, how can we like make this simpler? Whatever. Like maybe if I wasn't understanding something, like clarify. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, that conversation was just absolutely ridiculous. And it just made me think, had that been like Sam's husband on the phone, mm -hmm. never would have gone down that way. Had no. I had a, a male sounding name in my emails, probably wouldn't have gone down the same way, mm -hmm. you know? And, and we can never know because that it's not in the exact same scenarios. But I've been in a lot of scenarios where I have the same title as somebody or whatever. And the male presenting person, you know, is treated so much differently. And I just like, <laughs> I've, I've literally never heard a, a man be 
talk to like that in business. Well, and that's like after that phone call, like we went downstairs and we were bitching to Matt about it. Matt was like, you should have said this. You should have said this. And it's like, but that doesn't, we can't respond that way because we would be seen as hysterical and annoying and whatever. And it's like, that's not, and it's, it's funny because like Matt runs two businesses. And so he has phone calls all the time, like every hour of the day, like, and I've listened into a lot of these phone calls just because like they are at all these random hours. Like the way that Matt talks to like colleagues or clients or customers or whatever, I, I, I could never. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that I couldn't talk to someone like that as a woman because he can be a lot more stern and he can be annoyed and he can say really whatever he wants to say and he's still treated with respect throughout that whole phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't matter who it is. They still respond to him, you know, the way that, you would want to be responded to which I'm not saying that like you know anybody should be allowed to be like egregiously rude on the phone and be treated with respect but like I think that like within business like there are just issues that come up and so you want to know that the businesses that you are um you know working with are going to be able to resolve that issue hopefully fast Mm -hmm. and still be respectful to you even though you have an issue with something that they're doing yeah well, and I, I, like, as a person, I had a an ex-partner of mine even say, like, you know, you're very blunt for, like, a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, would, what? Like, <laughs> well, and I wouldn't even, well, and that's the thing, right? It's like, it kind of goes back into that whole conversation of, like, a man's a boss and a woman's bossy. Like, yeah. And it, it is kind of, because to me, like, I wouldn't call you blunt. I would call you um, like straightforward right like you don't yeah you're not sugarcoating things but like why do we need to yeah like especially doing business I'm like I don't I don't need to be like you know I always a- answer and I'm like hi or when I'm calling I say like hi this is Alyssa calling from approach ball how are you yeah. you know like the pleasantries for sure but I'm not I just don't understand what people want from women then you know like yeah. do you want me to like act? why do I have to tiptoe around you yeah no I just want to be like hi hi like how are my stocks doing yeah you know let's like (laughs) fucking get to the money bro (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah just really disappointing and uh I know that there's so much more that goes into that story that I just can't say but um it really was that bad it really was so bad and I can't believe that there's people that probably like have had to deal with that with that company too especially you know women and um I definitely ranted on my story and heard so many terrible stories um not about that company um because I didn't say the company's name, obviously, but uh, about their jobs and similar experiences. Yeah. And it's just it's so frustrating to me because I do I do love a woman in business. I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of care and time and like and heart and um, there's just certain things that women have had to experience that just men haven't, honestly. And, uh you know, based on in a patriarchal society, that's just the way that it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that that comes through in business. So I, I just don't understand where the disrespect comes <laughs> from because I feel like we bring so much to the table and we are just as smart, you know, and just as effective and capable. So why are you acting like you can treat me like I'm your 14 year old daughter? Yeah. Well, and I think it kind of also, you know, it, it, calls to attention the whole issue with like businesses wanting to employ more women but not wanting to um like understand like what that what comes with that territory you know what I mean like you can't have an inclusive workplace and not be willing to um cater to different people in different ways and so I think like with you know women being treated so poorly in business it's like if you want women there if you want to have like that inclusive workplace where you do have different minds on things you need to be respectful of the people that are working for you you can't just like run everything at status quo and continue to treat women poorly but want to benefit from having women on your team right Just a moment to thank today's first sponsor, which is Rothy's. Rothy's makes comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags, which makes getting dressed easy. They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. 
They're incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. With many styles to choose from, Rothy's shoes are the perfect way to add some comfort and style into your closet. Rothy's are available in a range of styles and come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's has transformed over 75 million bottles into beautiful shoes, handbags, and face masks. Rothy's are also fully machine washable. Simply toss them in the washing machine and they'll come out looking good as new. It's no surprise that their best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. Sam and I both got a pair of white sneakers. They're on their way. We're so excited. Can't wait, man. I love a white sneaker, especially like being able to put them in the washing machine. I love a comfy shoe. Yeah, and especially like being able to put them in the washing machine. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm a kid. You know, I'm not trying to keep my shoes white all the time. I want to be able to wash them. That that dog park life? <laughs> doesn't it doesn't work if your shoes can't be washed. So, if you guys want to check out all the amazing shoes, bags and masks available right now at Rothy's, go to rothys.com/approachable. That's rothys.com r o t h y s.com/approachable. Thank you so much, Rothy's. Also, a huge thank you to today's next sponsor, which is Talkspace. I can't believe that we're fully a year into this pandemic. Someone was like, um, they were like, I can't believe it's like March again. And there's this meme that's like, it always has been. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. Like we're now 365 days into when we had to stop being able to do a lot of the things that we could do on a daily basis. And that has affected people astronomically, mentally and physically. And everyone, everyone in the world is going through it at the same time. Yeah. And I think that we see a a huge rise in, um, well, I guess a decline in mental health and not being able to go into your therapist and all of these kinds of things. And people who had never experienced issues with their mental health before are kind of starting to feel the effects as well. Especially because I think that a lot of the things that, you know, maybe we would be able to do in like a non-COVID world to care for ourselves aren't applicable anymore. Like it's not as easy. You can't see people the same way. You can't, you know, be in public the same way. And even like gyms are closed, you know, like all those like things that we maybe would normally kind of employ. And I think that's why, you know, companies like Talkspace are so great because they make reaching out for your mental health so much more accessible it's more accessible financially it's more accessible time-wise travel-wise right like not having to go in and and have the extra anxiety of going into a physical place you can do it all from the comfort of your own home so talkspace has a huge network of therapists um, all with years of experience and over 40 different specialties, including everything from depression to anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. You set goals with your therapist, they hold you accountable, and make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace is also secure and completely private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code APPROACHABLE to get $100 off your first month. That's APPROACHABLE and Talkspace.com. Thank you so much, Talkspace. And another huge thank you to our last sponsor today, which is Orate. If you guys don't know Orate, it is a fine jewelry brand founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts, man. Because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, they can offer you the same quality as like traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. All of their pieces are also ethically sourced and sustainably made. Their gold is never mined and their gemstones and diamonds are also certified conflict free. As well, for every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. And because it's all real gold, you can wear it and never have to take it off, which is really important to me. You can shower (laughs) with it. You can do sports with it. Go to the gym, sleep, cook, anything you want. It's not going to turn your finger green. It's jewelry for life. So for 15% off your first Orate purchase, you can go to oratenewyork.com slash approachable and use promo code approachable. I've still been wearing my Orate jewelry since I got a sponsorship with them on my YouTube channel. I freaking love it. It's been on my fingers. So if you guys want to match with me, you can go to Orate spelled A-U-R-A-T-E newyork.com and enter code approachable for 15% off your first purchase. 
Thanks so much, Ori. Ugh. Are we, are we going to move on to... Is that what you're going to do? I have a one I have one thing that I want to move on to before okay. I bring up the thing that I think you're going to be mentioning. Yeah. Um but I was just thinking back to um with my makeup brand. I'm not sure if I can say the name yet cuz I won't, don't, don't know if it'll it. be out yeah. yet. Um but so with this makeup brand that um we're launching soon, if it's not already out yet by the time this episode is up, we had gone through I mentioned the first time in the podcast that I mentioned it. Um we had gone through several rounds of like talking to different investors and (laughs) I'm just remembering this one particular meeting where um, we had sat down with the investor um, and we were going over, we had been talking for several months at this point and they were arguing wanting to own majority of the company. And so this was something that I was like really unwilling to, um, flex on because as soon as you give up that ownership then you're giving up basically all of your rights like they can veto all of your options like all of your choices at the end of the day and the other thing that can happen with that as well is that like if they sell their majority share and you can't afford to buy them out like if you guys have a clause where they have to offer it to you for the like sale price first um if you can't afford (laughs) to buy their majority share back depending on like what point they're wanting to sell you the business sell the business then who fucking knows who's going to be owning your business right and so maybe you get along really well with that investor and so you're like oh okay fine like this is going to be fine for this person to have majority shareholder because you know whatever like doesn't matter we get along great we agree with things like we operate together well I don't fucking know what the next person's going to be like (laughs) that you might sell majority share to so that was something that I really wasn't willing to flex on um and they kind of kept arguing and kept arguing that because they were going to be putting up this capital um, investment that they wanted to basically protect it by because because we weren't a business that's running currently. So we don't have any numbers to show them to say like, hey, like this is our sales currently. So they have that little bit of insurance kind of thing, like knowing like, OK, well, this is going to be paid back. No problem. Um, they wanted to have that majority share. And um <laughs> At one point, because we, we were arguing back and forth, and at one point, the um, this guy said to me, he was like, "I just like I, I just don't quite understand what you're bringing to the table." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, um, literally everything but money." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm bringing the audience. I'm bringing the product development. I'm bringing the concept, <laughs> the resources, the manufacturers. <laughs> like, I'm bringing literally every other element to the table, other than the capital." And like, it just was so astounding to me because the audacity, why, if you didn't understand what I was bringing to the table, I I just don't think we would have been in talks for over, for months about this, you know, like, and so that was such a, like a, a, (laughs) like the worst kind of like slap in the face moment because it's like, but you do know, Mm -hmm. you do know what I'm bringing to the table, but you want to belittle me face to face so that I'll be pushed into this corner of like, oh fuck, like what do I have? I don't know. Because when you are like starting a business and you can't get that capital together, that does feel like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And you, you do question like, am I bringing anything to the table? I don't fucking know. Because like, if I can't get the capital together, then maybe it's not that good of an idea. And maybe I'm not as like, you know, um, like maybe I won't be as successful as I think I will. And, and it was just like, ugh, man. And like, I've had run-ins with this person before. And so it just like really solidified like how much I'm just like I just do not jive with this person whatsoever. It was so brutal. Well, and thank goodness that that's not a part of your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was not meant to be meant to be. Yeah, good to clarify that (laughs) we did not move forward with that investor. No, no, no. (laughs) Things things fell apart shortly after that. You don't say. Yeah. After he asked you what you bring to the table and your own brand. Oh, boy. A piece of work. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. <clears throat> Let's move on to that company that we probably can't say the name of, but... Um, Speaking of capital. Yeah. So, cannot stress enough how expensive building this makeup brand has been. Um, just to clarify, I do have a partner that put up um, 
capital, but the majority of the capital has been um, from me, me um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at one point, um, we, because you can always, like, of course you budget things and you try to plan as best you can, but it always ends up being, like, far more expensive than what you're planning. And, um, and, and the thing that, you know, we kept coming back to as a team with this makeup brand is that we really didn't want to cut corners. Like, we didn't want to um, you know, have cheap raw ingredients that were going to cause issues for people or, um, having to put in a bunch of ingredients that we don't like to have in our cosmetics and, um, you know, like wanting to have like good formulations from reliable factories, wanting the packaging to be reliable as well. Um, all of these little things and, and all of those little things add up. So there came a point where, um, we were getting a little bit concerned about, capital and whether or not we were going to be able to afford to like move forward with this launch and so my mom and I had started looking into um different like funding options so we had talked to several different banks and stuff um and there ended up being this one um organization yeah (laughs) um which is actually funded through the government of Canada and they you know provide loans for small businesses um, and so that was something that we kind of started talking, we started talking to this organization, um, and they have like a very, very, very extensive application process where you have to submit basically every bit that you possibly can of your business. So we had to submit like a really extensive business plan, really extensive financials, um, and a bunch of other shit. So... <laughs> So we had kind of started working on this. And when we did, um, we actually got connected with a person that worked for the organization that we would continually have phone calls with just so that, um, you know, she could check in with us and make sure that, like, everything was going well. We could ask her questions about the application. Um, And so we had talked to this person several times on the phone. And the first time we talked to her, because, you know, like a large part of like our business plan was mentioning the fact that, like, I'm an influencer, like, you know, I have this audience, like that obviously is valuable in terms of whether or not this business is going to succeed um and so the first time I talked to her on the phone we had talked about you know my career as an influencer and she knew my name she knew my full name she knew my handle on Instagram and all that kind of crap um and so later she ended up telling me that like the first time we had talked she had looked up my accounts and you know seen whatever so months later after we had finished this whole application process we were like ready to hit submit and hopefully get this loan well and sorry to interrupt you i just want to like really like dig our teeth into how much work it was like i think it was like a full month where every time i asked sam if she wanted to do something she said no i have to do this for the organization Mm -hmm. like it was a lot of work getting to the app like getting through the application process it's not like they just were like submit it was ridiculous like it was and like my mom worked so much on that like because my mom's part of my business so my mom had worked so much on it like it was just it was insane so we were ready to hit submit um we had one final call set up with this lady just to kind of like go over everything and make sure that she was like in line aligned with like us submitting as it was And so we had sent her like all the updated financials, all the updated business plan, everything. Um, And on this phone call, um, she, (laughs) God, this was so brutal. Um, On this phone call, she was like, everything looks great. Business plan looks great. Financials really, really strong. Like, I think that this is going to go so well. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. You guys are definitely ready to um, submit your application. And she was like, Sam, there's just one thing. And I was like, oh fuck like what's this gonna be about um and she was like um on your instagram there's just like a few photos and captions that are like a little bit more um like questionable and racy um (laughs) and before you submit your application I, i i'd like you to remove them um, just because like, you know, our organization is very old school. Um, you know, the, the men on the board, like they're very, very old school. They won't really be like, yeah. And she said they won't be like aligned with this. Um, get aligned, bitch. And and she said, she said something like that, um, that they wouldn't want to be aligned and that like, they wouldn't want 
me representing the organization the organization which it's I really struggle with this. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand. I have photos on my Instagram where I'm fully naked. Not, like, showing nipples or anything. But, like, it's pretty apparent that I'm nude, you know? Um, I I get it. Like, I do get that, like, in some businesses, sorry, Mm -hmm. not appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) I I think the thing that I struggle with, and this this has been something that I've always struggled with as an influencer, is that it's, like, I... I'm successful as I am, you know? And so if you are wanting to benefit from influencers, part of that to me is understanding that the the allure of influencers is that they are people doing what they want to do and presenting themselves as they want to be presented. Like that is part of why, you know, you gain success. Well, and influencers aren't old school. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and also, you know, like my um, my makeup company isn't named after me. There's of course, there's that clear connection. Of course. Yeah. But it, it's not named after me. Like we would have a separate <clears throat> brand page where like there wouldn't be nudity on there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and moreover, the thing that was so frustrating at this point is that she told me in that phone call that she had looked up my Instagram the first time we talked. Mm hmm. And so it's like, you know, why wouldn't you bring up this issue then? Yeah. Because I wouldn't have even proceeded with the application process if I knew that that was going to be an issue. Yeah. But now we've done months of work. We're relying on this loan. And this is like what we're banking on happening. I just like, uh, (laughs) I remembered when you like, uh, you're going to get to it. But then I was like remembering when you told me like what you did. And I was so proud of you. And then I just started crying. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, And so me and my mom were both on this phone call and we just like on the phone call was just kind of like, okay, (laughs) all right, Um, okay, sure, okay. Like I was just trying to process process and also like I wasn't going to like lose my shit on the phone kind of thing. And I was also just like so taken aback that um, that I was even having this conversation because it it also, gosh, I just like I struggle so much like with going back and forth with both sides because, on one hand, like yeah, I'm I'm clearly a business, like I'm clearly like a public figure, but at the same time, it's like if because there was a couple photos that she referenced where I actually wasn't naked, I was wearing a bikini, <laughs> um, and uh, you know with that, I'm like, I just can't see whether they were a public figure or with their personal Instagram, I. I just can't see them talking to a guy and being like, sorry, you're wearing swim trunks in that photo. And that's just, we're just old school. (laughs) (laughs) Something about a shin bone. Don't love it. (laughs) Like, I just can't see that happening. Like, and so we got off this phone call and me and my mom just looked at each other and started crying (laughs) because we just were like, this is so wrong. Like, this is so bizarre and so odd and so frustrating as well to hear the words your business plan looks great. Your financials are so strong. Everything's ready to go. You need to take down these photos. That yeah. That's going to be the thing that's going to cause them to say, no, that's not happening. Well, and I think it's worth noting too, because I agree. I do struggle um, because I came from like more, you know. Corporate. Corporate, yeah. So I understand. And I was expected to uphold a certain like th- thing online as mm-hmm. well when I was a manager and like present myself respectfully well not that I shouldn't say that but it's not that you aren't presenting yourself respectfully I meant like yeah, response yeah. responsibly right <clears throat> well For- and 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 responsibly in regards to what um is appropriate with your business, business. like the outline exactly yeah. so the thing is it's not like you were starting like a a accountant firm mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like arguably cosmetics perfume um like anything like that always been very much sex sales as well what do you mean yeah like have you seen like a chanel commercial sort of thing you know like in what world is this going to deter possible consumers Mm -hmm. from your products because that other than just being plain like sexist yeah that must be what you're worried about that these you know, implied nudes are going to affect your profit because it would then affect the organization. 
when when has that ever been proven yeah. in like cosmetics <laughs> well and i think it's also worth noting as well that um on this organization's website they had um an eligibility list and so this would kind of go over like what makes an applicant eligible as well as what makes your business eligible and in like the applicant's <clears throat> eligibility nothing like that nothing like you can't post like no like there was nothing like that at all like it was like are you a canadian resident yeah are you this age group like um and that was really kind of like all there was to it like it was pretty basic stuff like there was nothing about what you post online or don't post online and then same thing with the brand eligibility um it said that it couldn't be a business relating to sex Mm. i would argue that makeup's not relating to sex no but and also, again, like my brand isn't the same as like my brand page isn't the same as my personal page. Anyways, long story short, um, we got off this phone call. <laughs> we were really upset about it. Um, and me and my mom kind of just both were like at a little bit of a loss as to what to do, because, again, like we really did need this funding um, and it was kind of like down to the wire, like we we couldn't put it off we didn't really have time to like find another avenue um and so (laughs) it it was it was a hard moment because I was like do I this this so fundamentally goes against my morals and everything about everything that I've built for myself influencer wise complete opposite of that yeah if I was to go through with taking this loan and and to take down those photos and stuff like that and I've I've had issues in the past with this as well where um you know I've worked with companies that wanted me to remove photos from my Instagram and at that time too I I was like no mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this and I ended up having to because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten paid but <laughs> for the work I had already done <laughs> um but you know like it, it just so fundamentally went against everything that like I believe in and um and how I built my business as an influencer so I I sat on I like stewed about it for the rest of the day and then I ended up texting my mom and I was like I don't think I I don't think I'm going to apply like I think that we should just not and my mom was like I agree so um I sent her an email which I do feel like I can read my own email now yeah I don't I don't see why not as long as it doesn't give like yeah I'll redact it's a good email (sighs) this was my email back to her because I really didn't want to I I was I was at the point where like I wasn't going to take the loan but I also didn't want to just leave it and be like we found other I wanted to call out why this was like happening basically Mm -hmm. so I wrote to her and I just said name I'd like to first thank you for the time you've spent guiding us and helping us on our journey as a new business we've learned a lot through the this pre-application process and we value that greatly however we've made the decision to not go through with the application I'll preface this by saying that I acknowledge that your suggestion to remove what could potentially be viewed as inappropriate content from my Instagram is not out of the norm. And I should say that I know these expectations you have to echo may not necessarily align with your personal views. I recognize that in business, this type of content may be seen as unprofessional. These are the kinds of societal expectations that I've actively called out my entire career. Um, As a woman in business, I've been undervalued, dismissed, and spoken over. I've been told how to look, how to dress, and what is appropriate and not appropriate for a woman in the workplace. I've worked twice as hard to get half as far as men in the same industry while having far more expertise. I have always been disheartened to see that people around me accept this as the status quo. (sighs) I know. (laughs) Removing these photos for me would be accepting the notion that there is something inherently wrong with women presenting themselves as they wish. I do not believe that women should consider their expression of confidence, sexuality, or empowerment as a direct conflict to their career or business, all while women are sexualized in media around us constantly. I would be ashamed to remove these photos and in turn know that I turn my back on my own morals by doing so. My proudest accomplishment is having built a platform wherein I'm able to empower other women. I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Um, I understand that your organization... I understand your organization wanting to avoid being associated with the type of content in question, and I hope you can understand myself not wanting to be associated with those values. Thank you for everything. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, I I felt really good about sending the email, but at the same time, I was, like, really expecting a response of, like, 
well, sorry, but no kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I feel like it's worth just acknowledging the fact that the response that I got back was not at all what I was expecting in yeah. like the best way. Like I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to read her, their exact email, but um, she said basically that she appreciated me letting like letting her know um, and that she understands and um, she she gets that why I, I made that decision not to move forward with the um, application and she just said that she was going to, um, you know, discuss this issue internally and and raise it to like her her team um and then she ended up getting back to me several days after that um and she said I was out of the country so um she sent me gave me a call but it went to voicemail um but she said that she had tried to call and she went to voicemail um she spoke to her team and she said that my content on social media wouldn't be an issue for them um, and their adjudication team would be happy to review the application either way. And she said that she took my email very seriously and she understands and respects where I'm coming from um, and that she herself tries to like support and celebrate women um, and advocate for them within her organization and, and outside of it as well. And she said that she tries to create change where she can and speak up and fight for women in business. And that it's sometimes slow, but she takes small wins when she can get them. And she's calling this a small win. And then asked us to reconsider and apply for the program. Yeah. Um, so we didn't end up moving forward with that <laughs> that loan anyways <laughs> um, after all that. But but you probably created real change within that organization. You know what I mean? Like you were – I don't want to hijack this story from you. But like <laughs> you were the, the voice that, you know, uh, somebody else might not have had. Yeah. Like you – had to give up a ton like you know quite a bit of money and you didn't have like really another idea at that point so Mm -hmm. that was like a really brave thing like you were you were taking a chance yeah in doing that in in advocating for yourself and also for many other women in business um with like no backup plan and oftentimes the women in her situation they can't just go to the boss and say this is wrong yeah but we don't have somebody to tell us that it's wrong yet. And you were that person. So you were like the fire that she needed to be able to affect the change within her organization. And it's like, and that takes like a lot of bravery on both of your parts. But like, I mean, especially yours, because like, where the fuck were you going to get that money? You know, (laughs) (laughs) that was a question that we really had to ask ourselves when we were sending that email. But but the reason that I was so proud of you is because like, just I, because like time and time again, it's just like, Mm. nothing is more important to you than your morals like you will stand up for your morals and stand behind them and stand behind other people for their morals no matter how much it's going to cost you no matter how much time it's going to cost you like there's there's no um uh like you you can't be bought (laughs) basically you know what I mean like and it's just it's so powerful and I was just oh my goodness like I I got that text that you sent me in that when I was in the shower and I was just like crying so like I was like showering but I was also crying (laughs) showering through the tears yeah 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 well and I I think thank you first of all yeah um but I think that's part of why it it did feel so wrong because I was like this isn't not only is this not reflective of my personal morals but this isn't reflective of the business that we're building either that they would be putting money into because everything about this business has been reflective of that as well like not cutting corners and not like doing things the cheaper way or the quicker way or whatever like doing what we think is right at every single turn no matter what that means and no matter what the cost is or whatever like it doesn't matter like you know we wanted to be inclusive we wanted to like make sure that this was going to be a brand that was going to work for everybody we wanted to avoid things that we didn't want in our products and um and make sure that they were going to be products that people were really, really happy with. And and so it just kind of felt so contradictory to have gone through years of building this business that way and always coming back to that question. Like, is this what we think is right? Mm-hmm. And then accept money from somebody who was, you know, an, an organization that was conflicting with that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I, I do really like I, I appreciated their response so much. And the, and the woman that I was dealing with, like I I just have so much respect for her for um, 
because and I said that to my mom when we got off the call the first time when she had asked us asked me to like remove the content um I was like there's I can just tell she felt so uncomfortable saying that and mm-hmm. so uncomfortable asking that and like I hate that she was even put in that position where she felt like she had to say that based on you know how they've been running like their business so far um but that that's the thing is like if you aren't questioning why are we still doing this this way like why yeah. does this actually matter like is this actually an issue mm-hmm. or is this so outdated at this point like I just I don't know but so I do I have a ton of respect for her and I'm so grateful for like for how she responded and that she did choose to elevate it and stuff because it would have also been so easy for her to just not yeah for her to be like I totally respect your decision we wish you all the best yeah exactly right like and that's again like the easier approach (laughs) of course yeah yeah and it's not a it's not a comfortable conversation no (laughs) so I don't know but that was definitely it was it was another one of those moments where because like with my team um you know my our one partner he he's a man I've nothing but respect for this person like he is just so kind like he values my opinion my mom's opinion like um the woman that like does a lot of like our product development stuff like that he never speaks over us he always takes our like opinion and like values it and and so that's been most of my experience building this business is working with this person. Um, and so just having that moment was kind of this like snap back to reality of like, oh, right. <laughs> like right. it's not it's not always like this. Like that isn't, you know, indicative of how things are just running. Yeah. Worlds over. Yeah. You know, the company that we ended up going with for the the merchandise, the approachable merch, um, is fantastic mm-hmm. and that surprisingly the two people that I deal with over there as well are both men mm-hmm. um but I had to call one time for a question and I got passed off to somebody else <laughs> and I was like you can just tell when there's people you know what I mean <laughs> like that are not in customer service like he heard the inflection of my voice realized I was a woman and was like here we go you yeah. know what I mean like you just know like as a woman you just know that that's what's going through their brain and it's just so funny because there are those people in business, you know, like there are those men in business who do treat women with respect and are, you know, appropriate and respectful, blah, blah, blah. But oh, they're like the diamonds. <laughs> well, and, and I, I do think um, that and not that this makes it OK or appropriate, but I do think that a lot of men don't even realize how much they speak over women and how much they kind of don't value their opinion to the same you know standard as like a man a a male opinion Mm -hmm. um I I think that it's not realized and like I've had this conversation with Matt as well where you know most guys think that they're like a good guy you know they think that they're I'm not like that fucking guy like fuck that guy like you know most most men hearing these conversations would be like oh yeah fuck those guys but like you don't realize like all these subtle little small ways where you are treating people less than yeah you know it's it's such a it's such a fucking hard one man well this isn't about business but like such a small example but we you and I were in um Home Depot the other day (laughs) and we were (laughs) picking up items for a project and we were with um my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) uh we were with my boyfriend and um he was like doing something else. He was going to get another product. And Sam and I had like waltzed up to this um, employee and asked where these products were. And his answer was like, oh, it's going to be too hard. Like, you're not going to be able to find it here, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, I just don't know that that's true. Because like, you know, my boyfriend was like, the the shit's here. We just need to find it. So we were asking where it was. And then I also had said to him, I was like, did you say Home Depot? Like, are we saying names? Okay. I had said to him, I was like, oh, well, then could we get this at Canadian Tire, do you think? And he was like, no, no, which like Canadian Tire is like a similar kind of store, sort it of, just to has, Home Depot. Yeah, it just has like different shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the supplies were at Canadian Tire. Yes. But I was like, oh, do you think like Canadian Tire would have it? And he was like, no, 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 no. They wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it. You'll, you'll have to go to a, we were looking for fishing line. He, he said <laughs> that we would have to drive 40 minutes out of town <laughs> to this fishing shop he knew. That's where we had to go 
in order to get fishing line. Like we live, we live in a big city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can guarantee you that there's a store with fishing line before another city. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my boyfriend walks up, and as he's walking up, I notice this guy's like entire demeanor change. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend was like, well, "How's it going?" Sort of thing. And we were like, "He said it's not gonna be here." And then he piped up, and then the employee was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Like yeah, and. Um, my boyfriend, <laughs> trying not to say his name, uh, was like, will it be a Canadian tire? And the employee goes, yeah, probably. God. <laughs> Which, like, also, like, it's not like this guy was being, like, no. Su- he wasn't even being really rude to us. He was just kind of like, oh, you sweet, simple things. Like, no, no, no. You don't know ca- Canadian tire. How cute that you would bring that up. But no. Like... <laughs> And then a man walks up and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, aisle six and can it, yeah, Canadian Tire. And he also said that he then thought we would be able to complete the project yeah. because we had a man with us. <laughs> Which, like, quite frankly, yes, I had to use a circular saw. But, like, how do you know I don't know how to use a circular saw? Yeah. Bitch, okay? Ugh. My mom's had a circular saw my whole life. Yeah. I didn't know how to use a circular saw, but I could. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but you can learn. Yeah, and I did learn. And oh, I was told I did a pretty good job. So. So there you go. Take that. <laughs> Take that. Home Depot associate. That guy was actually really nice, though. It's just yeah. like, but that's the thing. It's like, you can be nice, but also be a little sexist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I think that it's just so ingrained that it's like, you're being kind, but your immediate bias is that we can't do it. We must not know how. Yeah. Unless there's a man, in which case you can do it. <laughs> Isn't Home Depot's tagline, you can do it, we can help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have to double check this. Oh, it used to be, it looks like. Oh, they changed it and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> it was used from 2003 and then I think it ended up getting changed. Well, I, c- I could go on forever. Yeah. Was I touching your feet just now? Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to. I was waiting for us to... Um, because I just felt your cold, clammy toes <laughs> touch the top of my foot. And I was like, okay, we can sign off and then we can talk about this. <laughs> Sorry. My toes just got like really warm all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm touching your feet. Okay. Oh, boy. Anyway, for anybody that doesn't know, Sam really doesn't like feet. Not down with it. No. In like a big way. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, could go on forever. Let's end it there. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Um, Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.